Hey everyone, just want to let you know that this episode was recorded pre-pandemic, so that's why it's never mentioned. Hopefully you're well, staying safe, and this episode of The Pedestal is a welcome distraction. As always, this episode is being brought to you by Stars on Crave. Today's movie, Caddyshack, and every movie we do is available to stream right now on Stars, home to some of the biggest hit movies. Go to crave.ca to sign up and try it out free for 30 days. And now, on to the show. You're listening to The Pedestal from Mike on Much, presented by Much Studios. Welcome to The Pedestal. I am Mike Veerman. We are here with Shane Cunningham, who also joins me on the Mike on Much podcast. Of course, we're joined by our co-host, award-winning director, writer, producer, and Mensa member, Jonathan Popolis. But we are not the only ones here today. We are very pleased to welcome an author, a podcaster, a sports anchor, the co-host of Sports Center with Jay and Dan, Jay Onright. Jay, welcome to The Pedestal. Thanks, Mike. It's great to be here. <laughs> there you go. Um, we're really excited to have you on. Are you, are you a film buff in general? I guess, yeah. I'm a movie fan. I don't get to see too many of them these days. But, um, but yeah, I was when Jonathan first contacted me about mm-hmm. the podcast, um, I was really impressed with the list of movies on offer at Crave TV. Oh. <laughs> 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 no, but I genuinely had a hard time deciding... What to pick? And you know that, like when Jonathan first sends the email, he's like, "All right, you got to pick from these these Crave movies." And I'm like, well, "What do we have?" And I have Crave, but clearly I'm not watching the movies. And I, I, uh, <laughs> so I didn't know what was there. I didn't know what was on offer. But I was really, imp- I had a really hard time deciding what to talk about. Because you switched today. movies originally. I did. I was originally was going to uh, wanted to talk about Easy Rider. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And I really love that movie, and I've always loved it since I was a kid. But. Um, then I heard you guys talking about airplane on a <laughs> on one of your podcasts here, so then I thought it would maybe be more fun to talk about a comedy. Mm-hmm. And even then, I had a hard and a time. Sports movie too, right? Like, did, was it? Did you specifically no, want to do a sports no, movie? no? We don't want was, to pigeonhole Jay. Into I'm a curious if that's category. why you picked. It. Well, that's no, it's. Uh, I mean, there were so many good. You know, like Anchorman was on there, which would have been probably appropriate for this yeah. type thing. Um, Cat, like uh, Airplane and Caddyshack are probably my two favorite comedies of all time. So you, you guys already covered Airplane, so I figured let's there you do go. Caddyshack. Yeah. Even well, though these guys, uh, not to spoil people who haven't heard it, didn't keep you. Did, did neither of you keep it on? Do you remember what happened I at the end? I can't remember of that? those. Oh, yeah, with Airplane, boy. whether we kept it or on the pedestal. I know I did off, for sure. You definitely did. Uh-huh. Yeah, I yeah. love that movie. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. if you guys did you. Kick it off the pedestal. I think I, I know Shane did. I can't really? remember. I know okay. Shane did because Shane was like, ah, old dusty. Duh, duh, duh. That was the thing that amazed me listening to you guys talk about airplane because in my mind, airplane is like infallible. Like yeah. there's no. I agree. There's no so. sort of knocking there's it off any pedestal. Like not <laughs> to say that that there's hey, some politi- knock Billy Madison off the well, pedestal. Well, this is what I, I mean. There's some political correctness. I'm sure that like all movies from that era that need to be touched up a bit, but uh, probably the wrong choice of words there, touched up. But um, but I was surprised. You you guys were quite dismissive of it, and I wow. was shocked. I was actually shocked as I was listening to it. I was, well, I was I'm driving to Scarborough, too. and I yeah. was pulling off the road and taking a breath. <laughs> Well, when I go uh, to watch a movie that I thought I loved and then I don't love it anymore, that's a very weird feeling for me. Because I don't feel like I've grown that much. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Me neither. Definitely I'm like, not. Yeah. <laughs> but when was the last time you'd watch Caddyshack? Great question. Um, oh, man. Probably, you know, I probably watch it every few years, to oh, be honest, okay. because yeah. it's one of those movies me that too. My, my family my family all golf and we're, we all watched it as kids. Like, my... 
my parents, when we were kids, we had a, a VCR and we would go into Edmonton. So we lived about two hours from Edmonton. We didn't have a video store in our little town. So we'd go into Edmonton, we'd rent a bunch of movies, we'd come back, and with our neighbors, we would dub over to blank video cassette tapes about three or four nice. movies per tape. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd ship the movies back to Edmonton. It's racket. Yeah, big racket going on in, in Boyle, Alberta. Is that so ELP, extra long play? You'd have to put yeah, a you have setting. to like take a rip a tab off. Or you have to I put think they were like over the tab, if yeah. I recall. I think yeah. they were like six hours, so you could get like three per, yeah. per tape. Oh, yeah. And um, and you don't mind the quality degradation at that point. I mean, it, as a seven-year-old, I'm not <laughs> This isn't what the cinematographer intended. <laughs> but I, you know, we would... So we had Caddyshack, we had Airplane, we had Smoking the Bandit, all the the hits of the late oh. '70s, early '80s. We had them, and we I would watch them over and over, and we'd watch them over and over with the family, and and even scenes like in Caddyshack, the the sex scene with Lacey Underall and stuff. Like my parents are just sitting there, like, yeah, you know, maybe you shouldn't be watching this, but we're, we're still like, watching, watching it. it so. They're saying it's that, but they're not doing anything about so it. So you weren't like a fast forward family over like the no, dirty they were just yeah. sort of like. Mm, you know, Was they kind of made like killing himself laughing behind. Oh you. yeah, exactly. They're, they're all dying. You know, <laughs> they're just absolutely dying laughing yeah. the whole time. And my parents are hilarious too because they will watch a movie they've seen a hundred times and laugh as hard the hundredth time oh, wow. as they did the first time because they just love the callback to that stuff that they remember. So for them, it's Stripes. Like Stripes is a huge one for us. Like oh, every yeah. t- when John Candy shows up and he's like, "How's it going, Eisenhower?" <laughs> Every time, like they're dying laughing. I'm like, you know, this is coming. (laughs) But I love that. You know, it's like it's kind of part of my memory, part of my childhood. So Caddyshack, very much one of those movies for me, like part of my childhood for sure. And that's kind of the the thing about like doing this show is it's like revisiting those things and sort of trying to contextualize how it how it views in 2020 compared to you know your sort of institutional relationship with it. Right, for sure. Um, But to give it some context for our listeners, uh, Caddyshack. Came out in 1980. So, uh, again, some context. You guys want to try and guess the top grossing films of 1980? So, did Airplane not come out in 1980? Well done, sir. Yes. Yeah. Airplane was the th- fourth highest grossing film of 1980. Was that Return of the Jedi? Mm-mm. Empire, oh, right? There you go. Okay. Yeah. Empire was it. So, Empire was the number one highest grossing Had film of 1980. Yeah. Number two was a film called Nine to Five. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Dabney Coleman. Uh Anyone want to throw out some other guesses for 1980? Um, was this the one with the any which way but loose one? Yes. No, number oh, five. Uh, so yeah, I was yeah, amazed yeah. you guys didn't remember that. <laughs> Wait. I do not but, remember but that. But it was sequel. It, it was any which it way. Was ev- every which way you can. That's right? the one. It's yeah. the original. Not the, yeah. the sequel's loose, no, right? No, any which way but loose is the original. The 70s. sequel, any which way you can. Is this can, the monkey is, one? <laughs> I think they're both monkey movies. Okay, yeah. all right. Now Clint we're getting somewhere. Think, oh, with Clint Eastwood. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He had like uh, the the chimpanzee was like his sidekick in his right. big rig. So it's like right. the Turner and Hooch, but with a monkey. That's right. right. Okay. Yeah, back when you could have non-human primates in a film, and you wouldn't think about the fact that they would be euthanized later because right. they'd achieve sexual you know, yep. maturity. And mm. It's a horrible thing when you think about <laughs> yeah. it. I've never thought about that until this moment. I yeah. thought about it in, uh, when I took a non-human primates course in university, but that's neither here nor there, Shane. Wow. Um, <laughs> Ruined most valuable primate with Matt LeBlanc for Shane going forward. <laughs> but um, most valuable primate. But that movie, that movie that Clint did, the amazing thing is, like Burt Reynolds, I mentioned Smoking the Bandit, and he did all those good old boy movies, you know, Cannonball Run movies and Stroke right. Race and stuff, and he was a huge, he was the biggest star in the world at the time. So Clint was like, 
I want some. I, I want, want some, some of that. that. Yes, Dipping I want some of that good some... old boy hanging yeah. out in the mm-hmm. south and driving my rig. I haven't and... seen. I've seen Smoking the Bandit. I haven't seen. You don't have to. All see right, it. cool. No, <laughs> Smoking <laughs> the Bandit's amazing. Like, amazing. That's, that's like, one I want to cover on. I would thing. love to come oh, back man. and do that with great, you guys. Great yeah, movie. that that's a great. It's in the same world as. Very much so. Yeah. Number three in 1980, Stir Crazy. Just to round out that top five. There you go. Right. Right. Yes. Caddyshack came in 14th. Does anyone want to guess what this movie grossed in North America? Grossed. Well, you know, what it ultimately made. Yeah, what it made. made. Yeah. 20 mil. Shaney, Johnny? 30, 35 million. I'll say 18. Like, it's always weird back then. Like, yeah. I never, I'm never. horrible think. at this. Yeah. If John, I win this, it's amazing. Oh, you won? You're not horrible at this. It made 39.8 million. Oh! And what, what did it cost to make? That's what we're guessing as well. Uh, oh, this you want to start, Jay? Nothing. Since you're our guest? Three million tops. Three million guests for Jay. Million. Five million I, for I Johnny. I'm going four. <laughs> Caddyshack cost six million dollars to make. Six million! Ah, wow! In 1980. Yes. So this this was a hit. This was a financial yeah. success. Big time. 14th highest grossing film in North America in 1980. Yeah, yeah that's good stuff. That's a nice return on investment. For like big stars in this film. Yes. yes. Right? Yes, massive. Um, like the four sort of the, the male leads were, were mm-hmm. huge names at this point. Or I mean at least Chevy for sure was. Ted Knight w- yeah. was yeah, very big. Absolutely. Rodney was huge. Yeah. Bill Murray. Was Bill Murray? Bill, Bill was I SNL mean, for five years. Yeah. yeah. Or four it, years, because he came in 76 after Chevy left. This right. is after Meatballs, but before Stripes? Yes. Yeah. Definitely before Stripes, because Stripes was like 81 or two. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. Uh, but I think he was like a known thing there. But but this was like a non-part for him that he just extended and kept extending and extending. I think so, yeah. yeah. And And apparently improvised a lot of it. Ad-libbed the whole, uh, you know, Cinderella (laughs) story scene. Ad-libbed that whole scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll we'll get to scenes, fellas. Okay, Okay, so we we heard a bit about uh, Jay's relationship with this film. Um, Let's go around the room and find out what you guys, how you sort of, you know, grew up with this movie. Was it something that was around? It was obviously before your time before you'd seen a theater or whatever, but start with Shaney. Yeah, I was... Uh, not in existence when this movie came out. I was born in 1983, so I guess when I went got around to renting it, uh, I was a little kid still. So I I really loved the Gopher, and <laughs> I was so funny. I was big into stuffed animals when I was young, as we've discussed on this podcast. So yeah, I, we? yeah. Remember I, I told I, I told the story how I had stuffed animals till I was like 12, yes. and then someone came over to my house and made fun of me, and then I like <laughs> threw them all in the garbage bag. But oh, man. yeah, I was let's like, do a podcast yeah. on that. <laughs> well, the person know, every, that came over and every made fun episode of was is one of your <laughs> beloved one of the stuffed weird animals. eccentricities about my uh, the youth. furry pod. Yeah. <laughs> but I just thought he was like done perfectly. Like he obviously doesn't look real, but at the same time, it looks like kind of realistic for what it is. Yeah, yeah you don't. Your mind doesn't wander out of the film. Yeah. Because no. of uh, it no, doesn't like, look what is this doing? It fits perfectly. It kind of does. The movie is so bizarre that it requires a bizarre way to do that gopher. That's and I just right. accepted that's how gophers look, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Did you think that's how gophers look? <laughs> he thought he was watching a National Geographic <laughs> documentary <laughs> that involved a little bit of golfing. I wasn't dumb, but I accepted <laughs> that's, funny, that's how gophers look. <laughs> All right, uh, on to you, John. Well, my my story is very similar to to yours, Jay. Where it's like it was I was clearly way too young to be watching. This was me and my cousins watching it with like my like my dad and my uncles and they would same thing like the sex scenes and and the drugs and alcohol stuff they're like ah maybe you shouldn't but they're laughing so hard and like there's no way I should have like by the time I'm 12 I probably have this movie memorized right, right. so yeah this is uh, I've talked about we have like, like these VHS rotations of like movies that like air, airplane caddyshack these these old movies and that this was I've seen this movie like a thousand times by the time I turned like 15 like big time it was a big part of my childhood 
do you remember Jay your first sort of like like did it come in as a VHS rental did you for sure so yeah. that's a thousand percent yeah 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 because I was 1980 I was six yeah so you would have caught it probably later like late 80s like I probably no no I probably would have caught it 81 82 wow. probably like early v- VHS yeah. acquisition of machine we were early adopters nice we went VHS other people went beta Mike has famously said that he was a beta family. No, no, right. we were VHS because they were cheaper. And oh, so right, right, right. All well, my friends were. had betas on the street, but he I couldn't trade that. tapes with them, and I resented my father because he cheaped out on the VHS. Yes. And I was isolated. I couldn't borrow my friends' movies. Yeah. I've never Being met cheap. a beta person, ever. Yeah, it, it's actually amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, in hindsight, you don't hear that many families that actually did. So I'm amazed that your whole Maybe it was street. my neighborhood. I don't uh, know. Or maybe there was some deal. That's what uh, I was just thinking. But beta was the people rolled up. That was the wealthy choice? Like that was The beta was. Beta yeah. was, it was better quality. quality. It was everything. It was just that Sony had the monopoly yeah. on it, right? And it just kind of didn't work out. Oh, way. I thought it was worse only from the Simpsons line where the guy <laughs> oh finds... No. Like, no, it was oh, better. no. Beta. It's because he's a thief that doesn't have much money and he can't steal the... He can't use the actual... It's useless to I never got the joke. I always thought it could never thought of it that way either. I just thought... Yeah. 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 I don't really did. That's cool to, l- to learn. This is yeah. cool. I like yeah, that. I've a lot. Simpsons there. pod. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, that's when I, w- you know, like I said, we would have a million of those things dubbed and, and that's when I would have seen it. And I would have seen it, again, with my parents, their friends, about 12 kids sitting around, you know, a tube TV and, yeah. uh, and checking out Caddyshack. I, uh, I, have, I have no, I, I never saw this movie fully until this podcast. I oh, actually wow. watched it because, Whoa. yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, everybody, but there's so much stuff that is like um, institutional. Like there's so many lines that when you see it, and I, I was well aware of what the movie was. I knew about the was it Groundhog, the Gopher. Gopher, Gopher thank yeah. you. I knew about the Gopher. I knew that I knew who was in it because I was such a huge like SNL fan. Yeah, and I'm aware that's of why all I'm these surprised because sort of you're such an SNL guy. I know, and it just somehow it hit that weird gap that it didn't catch me. Uh, in like sort of my comedy rotations as I got older or whatever. What was uh, a famous line that you had always heard about? Um, there's a line in there that uh, my Uncle Dave actually stole, and it's the farting. And whenever he would fart, <laughs> he would say, my... does somebody step on a duck? <laughs> yeah. I thought my Uncle Dave wrote that fucking line. That is That's maybe funny. in my life the most quoted thing I say in my life. Yeah. Like, for sure. I don't think I wow. fart around people without saying someone step on a duck. <laughs> 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 Seriously. <laughs> I've told this story before on the pod, Jay, but my Uncle Dave's like a very uh, classic sort of like family comedian. He's always got jokes. You know, he'll do pun work. He'll grab like a compact disc of like CDs like he's hiding or, you know, pick up a weight in a room and be like, wait around. Anyway, he always used to have this joke, uh, uh, women, you can't live with them past the beer nuts. Right. I was just That's a married joke. joke. Isn't that married yeah. with children? No. No. It's cheers. Yeah. Cheers? It's cheers. But are you sure that Cheers didn't take that Could've. from somewhere? Could have. I bet they had to have. Maybe. I feel like they did. Well, I but definitely Uncle know. Dave certainly stole it Uncle from Dave Cheers. bit it from yeah. somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, Cheers so got it from Henny Youngman. Yeah, right, take my wife, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, anyway, so I, 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 it was really interesting to watch this with a fresh 2020 mind, and only knowing I've seen a lot of scenes that you know it shows up in a ton of montages. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there's so many like Rodney Dangerfield, you know, clips you see around the internet, stuff like that. He's so good in it. Okay, but wait, I'm curious. Like, yeah. as someone who came to it fresh, did it? Did it live up to it for you, or did you like talk. it? Did you enjoy it? Well, let's let's break it down, let's guys. Let's get into it. Let's we we can't to... reveal that to the ending. Come on. Oh. Yeah, I just want because I'm so people curious. will turn it off right now. I just Mike's assumed <laughs> that you guys had all had all uh, seen it as kids and stuff. So I'm. Well, you three by. had a, a yeah. strong it's relationship. Fa- it's always with it, fascinating when one of us hadn't seen it because yeah. that had mm-hmm. comes up a lot. So let's move on to the case for keeping it on the pedestal. What did we like? What was the best scene? What was the best performance? 
All right. What did we like? What worked with this movie? How do you pick one performance? I know you kind of start there. You got to start right? with like the four guys because they're because my first thing was the four different comedy styles. It's four different guys and four different comedy styles. There's like Chevy and he's more like deadpan, kind of lazy slacker, but so cool, right? Like yeah. he's oh, just this. Coolest. He's inherited all this money. And he's just living this hilarious life, like when he's got Lacey Under all over at his place, and she's like, this is an uncast check for $30,000. He's <laughs> like, keep it. Yeah, it's yours. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, it's yeah. yours. It's that like, scene has one of the best lines where he goes, you're rather... Uh, what? Attractive for a beautiful girl with a great body. Beautiful girl with a great body. <laughs> 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 He's got so many lines like that, you know, thank you very little, thank that kind of little. stuff. Like, he has so many uh, throwaways. You're not good. <laughs> was this the apex of Chevy's, like, sort of like a leading man? Uh, it was certainly charisma. up there. It was certainly uh, up charisma. there. Charisma. Because vacation, he's not charismatic. No. No, he's, he's kind of gone into dad. dad mode at yeah. that yeah. point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But this Maybe is right. even, I think, by vacation, he had had a few missteps. Yeah. And he, so vacation kind of brought him back to the forefront. Whereas in 1980, I think still it was very much Fletch like. Fletch was Fletch guy. Apex? That's past, though, right? That's past vacation. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But where was, like, but Apex. Well, in terms is, of him being a cool guy that yeah, women nah, probably this is, this wanted is it. to be. This yeah. is probably. Yeah. I picture it. I picture yeah. Ty. I picture no, 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 no. I yeah. picture the whole. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the opening scene with him and uh, Michael O'Keefe, I can't remember the kid's Danny. name. Yeah. Uh, Danny Noonan. Danny. Uh, <laughs> Betty. Just the conversation about <laughs> working, like in the Danny. working in the lumber yards and <laughs> yeah. the, the outlook. Like, Chevy already just has this sort of, like, affable, but very <laughs> 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 what, what was the lie? I like you, Betty. Danny. Uh, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> you do drugs, Danny? Yep. Good. Yeah. yeah, then what's the problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Why are you so, why are you so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. So you got him. Then you got like Ronnie Dangerfield, which is like like the opposite, where it's like this old guy. Like, He's in a different movie. He's in yeah. like him and Ted Knight are in like yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's Chevy that's occupying a different movie because I feel like Bill Murray's doing something very weird and slapsticky. But they're yeah, Bill all Murray's in his own movie. I was just gonna say they're all in their own movie. They're yeah, all they occupying their same their own space, and it's very uniquely them, right? Like. Bill Murray's allowed to be this brilliant improv comic. Chevy's allowed to be this charismatic sort of yeah. you know, douchebag. Yeah. Rodney's essentially doing stand-up on the course. <laughs> yeah. And then Ted is like the gruff sort of guy, but he's hilarious. But he's as playing that like a real guy. he's like the obvious, like the actor who's doing he's like the one guy who knows he's in a movie where he has to play a character That's in right. a movie. Yeah, apparently like he, like Ted Knight was like fed up with like all of them like right. all the time because he's like this isn't how you make a movie like they're all just making stuff up like every scene and he was just so mad he's he got like, the script he's looked at it what for is months. this what are we doing his exasperation and anger was real he was channeling yeah his i think so like this is his last movie ever too like oh i don't yeah, know yeah yeah, yeah yeah so like uh, like i gotta imagine that he was like like i have to imagine that he thought when this movie is over like no, no one's ever gonna see this movie or something like that yeah you're probably right he was yeah, probably yeah, yeah. kind of disgusted with it the whole process but he i I mean, even he, like, when Danny's kind of sucking up to him and, like, you know, I really wanted to go to college. He's like, well, the world needs ditch diggers, too. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like, he delivers you know, everyone, those lines so well. Great, like, he had, a, I think he had one of my favorite lines where he goes, Danny, I'm having a party this weekend. Uh, how would you like to come over and mow, <laughs> mow my, my lawn? lawn. <laughs> 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 oh. So, yeah, so they're all, the, 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 so the story, like, the, yeah, the main thing is these four guys. These four guys who just, like, that if this movie is made or broken by how you feel about these four actors and how they fit together, really. 
right? And and Ted yeah. Knight's character, Judge Smales, <laughs> represents, you know, like when Brian, I think Brian Doyle Murray and Harold Ramis wrote it, right? Yeah, Is that and who another guy who like Doug Kenny, we're not sure, Doug yeah, guy yeah. from uh, National Lampoon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. just did a big film about him, and then th- th- the making of this film is a chunk in that. Oh, cool. And Joel McHale plays Chevy Chase, and they were on uh-huh. Community together. So that's kind of the that's connection the there. Right, 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 okay. right. Anyway. Yeah, that guy, didn't, he got like depressed after this movie because like this movie wasn't like what he wanted it to be. There oh. was some... Did this get covered in the documentary? Yeah, they no? cover it. But I mean, basically, they were just making so much money that like... This okay, film so was it was so more st- than just this movie. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, you th- the whole concept of the film, like I've heard Harold Ramis, the late Harold Ramis, mention this is... Like the Murrays obviously grew up and they were golf geeks right they were into golf but at the time golf wasn't cool like golf is cool now golf right. was not cool in the 70s and 80s it was right. stuffy it was ted knight's character right mm-hmm. you had to be wealthy you belonged to a country club and this sort of broke golf open in some ways i think for a mass audience because suddenly it was like danny noonan's out there and he's wow. actually the best golfer out of everybody right. and he's one of the caddies right he's only playing because he's a caddy and um and chevy's cool and yeah so there was that sort of i think Chevy made it seem really cool. Right, exactly. For sure. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. Suddenly golf was like, yeah, this is like a cool sport, right? Whereas before it was like seen as this country old club kind daddy. of thing. Yeah, Like those totally. old people who were playing. They were funny, Oh, by the oh way. my God, the old, the, the old ha- couple. The haver cams. Oh, Dolly, I'm, I'm hot today. <laughs> That's right. I thought they were funny. That's a peach, huh? <laughs> Do you think this was like <laughs> a... Yeah, it's a peach, <laughs> huh? There's a scene where a dude gets... I think Ted Knight gets hit in the balls with the ball. Mm-hmm. Is this like the first time we saw that? Is this the impetus of the it football and the groin gang? No. All right. When's the earlier? Does it predate 1980? That's a good question. Did the Stooges do something like that? Maybe the Stooges. There has to be some Stooges. Every episode, the Stooges got in the nuts, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> What's the fact check that? The fact that he says four, I should have yelled two. Like, yeah, that's a good line. And you just laugh at it, you know, you're like, yeah, it's Rodney. I have that as one of my favorite lines. <laughs> <laughs> I should have yelled two. Oh, he, uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's weird to not just talk about those four guys. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, the see, like, like what they do in the quote. It's a very quotable movie. That's the thing. It does feel like a, a like almost a collection of quotes that you just want to sit here and just like list off. Absolutely. And and then you think of like again going back to the the fact that Murray ad libbed the chunk of it and ad uh, that whole Cinderella story scene apparently yep. ad libbed that. Yeah. Like just you know, the concept that. of that. Apparently the the script was written where the that character was supposed to be like silent. It was supposed to be like uh, Zeppo. Is that his name? One of the Marx Brothers who like was uh, never talked. It was supposed to be like this funny kind of mimey guy. And then Bill Murray got cast, and so there. W- but the, so there wasn't really a lot written for him. So they just kept changing it and changing it. So that's so he just sort of did a stupid voice and started. The only scripted line was the Dalai Lama one, which was written for someone else. Which is why it makes no sense that this groundskeeper <laughs> is talking about that he was a caddy for the Dalai Lama because this guy is the only guy who's not a caddy in this movie. <laughs> but he just, yeah, I'll do it. No Big one hitter. Really noticed. Long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lama. Dalai Lama. Big hitter. The Dalai Lama himself. The 12th son of the Lama. The flowing robes, the grace, bald. Striking. So I'm on a first tee. What am I giving the driver? He hauls off and whacks one. Big hitter. The Lama. Big hit of the llama. <laughs> his uh, his performance is a weird choice. Oh, it's yeah. like it's like it takes a lot of balls to be like, no, this is what I want to do, and I'm gonna commit to it. He's almost like, did you guys find him like a Napoleon Dynamite, like like a prototype, mm. like almost like a 1.0, and then you know that character comes. Well, so 30 much years of later the joke is the choice, the weird voice, the yeah, yeah the character, itself. the pacing, and like the. 
kind of moving to the, the the beat of your own drum, and even like you said, that the, the sort of character yeah. choice in the voice. It was anyway. really nothing for him though, because he's coming off SNL. This is a very small role at the time when he's yeah. doing it. Right. So we just started it, and then before you know it, he's in half the movie. Yeah, yeah. You you an SNL guy. Yeah, I read somewhere that Bill Murray and Chevy Chase like hated each other. They did. They don't Why? get along. Yeah, they punched each other. Once. Yeah, I'm yeah. first time even hearing that. Duh, yeah, what, well, what, no, what and happened? what's even more amazing about that? That's true. Apparently, uh, when Chevy came back, because they all couldn't stand him, everyone hates out Chevy of, out of control at the time. <laughs> clearly, and he came back, and Bill Murray told the rest of the cast. I think it was this is in uh, that SNL Life book. In New York. Yeah. Yep. That. Bill Murray told everyone, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch him." Like yeah. I'm, he's just told everybody, "Like I'm gonna fight this guy." Yeah, and he walked up and he punched. Yeah, him. yeah, and Jesus. started fighting. Also, <laughs> Chevy. So, so when Chevy, Chevy does one season and then he leaves because he becomes a big star doing Update. They replace him with Bill Murray. So Bill Murray is not in the original '75 cast. He joined the '76 as a replacement right. for Chevy. And I think Chevy, his thing is so they were a, never on at the same time. No. But Chevy hosted Came enough back. times. Yeah, and Chevy's like a. A, a dick by all accounts if you like listen to people from community stuff. Yeah. so I think he would just needle people and I think he would do that with Murray as the new guy and then Bill Murray's just like yeah. I'm not not, ha- no, not, not me but apparently on this film they were yeah. very professional and cordial I read well they had that whole scene together right which Where... wasn't in the script apparently right, right. The, the Harold Ramis was like wait a second the two biggest stars in this movie I, I never appear in the same scene it's considered a famous scene. I've never loved. I've always felt it's not it's much. Odd. It's kind Save of a it for the second scene. half, yeah. boys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we, yeah. But uh, but but that scene. Uh, yeah, they wrote the three of them got together for a dinner and wrote it together because Harold's like, if I, get, I if I get Bill Murray and Chevy Chase in a film, I'm putting them in a scene. Yeah. But the the pool or a pond line is good in that scene. So which one? Where it's like like Bill <laughs> Bill Murray's like trying to. You know, needle uh, an invitation to Ty's house, yes. right. right? And he's like, he's like, do you have a pool over there? And he's like, well, we have a, we have a pool and a pond. A pond would be good for you. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll get that address off you. And then he just starts making up some address. He's like, yeah, why not? Um, yeah. So, do you guys want to move on to, to best scene? Sorry, just before we go, did you say you had a hard out at two thirty? I just want to keep a track on the other. Yeah, two. that's okay. Two thirty. Yeah. if that's okay. Beauty. Okay. Sure. I have a few other things. I've I have a bunch of points if we want to get into hit stuff we um, liked. Yeah, let's keep oh, talking. Oh yeah, uh, I'll say that. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but just the fact that this movie is about like rich country club club culture in nineteen eighty, is it a good thing or a bad thing that in twenty twenty like these jokes are like they colored. Pull- and stuff, th- those but color jokes. The col- but I'm just yeah. saying that the, the, I don't think things have changed. Like things haven't changed. That is it like a bummer that these jokes still land as well now because like the class stuff is country like, clubs still feel elitist. Yeah, uh, yes. and exclusionary. Forty years. Right. I'm just saying that it's a. Uh, it's sort of depressing to you that, depressing, that, that, yeah. it, that it still lands in this day and age. But they still land, and they I still do. find it funny. And I'm like, oh, this is a kind of a bummer that I I still find this like I don't find this like creaky so old that. But Mike's right. Like. The country club concept, the concept of, like, if you have a friend who's like, I belong to this club, I swim at this yeah. club. You know, in your mind, your mind instantly goes somewhere with that person. Right. Like, oh, I see. Like, that person. <laughs> right. And that that's not changing, I don't no. think, anytime I know. soon. And, and it's, that, fu- and it's fun. That helps this film it in a does. way, right? It's, it's funny that it they sort of keyed in on this one, like, weird, bizarre aspect of our society. But that's <laughs> what I was alluding to. Like I said, I think that whole, the whole concept of the movie is about that. It's about class. They it's open with the, the, the kid, Danny. Danny? Danny? Danny. I'm like Chevy Chase. Danny Noonan. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Noonan. Uh, who comes from like this weird like family that's out of that's like, a true. Monty Python that's sketch. Right. You know? Kids are wandering over. How many Cokes do you have? Four or five. I got that line. Yeah. It's what are you, a diabetic? diabetic? <laughs> 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 
Um, and then sort of like, I guess the heart of the film is supposed to be the idea that this kid really wants a scholarship to get out of, you know, his station in life and, and, and get beyond his means, which I guess is the driving plot other than just sort of like a, a very loose plot so that you can just have people sort of like doing their greatest hits. And then the other kind of class aspect is you have... Rodney's character, who's just this gruff, oh yeah, earned it all. You know, started with nothing, yeah. became this construction magnet, and sees all these old guys is so stiff and square, and is just going to shake it up. And not only shake it up, he's going to build condos across the street. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, so the fun part is that clearly the, the when they wrote this movie, it was meant to be like class warfare of like the caddies versus the rich people, and that was going to be like the story. I think the exact tagline is snobs against the yeah. slobs. Mm. But right. the real backbone of the story is Rodney Dangerfield versus Smell. Like, that's that's, that's right. the real yeah. story. It's like one rich guy who thinks, this is how you're supposed to be rich. You're supposed to be a country club guy. You're supposed to, like, you have this, and the guy shines your shoes, and I play with the doctor, and I play with the... Pre- and, like, this is how being rich is supposed this to be This is how like. you fit in. This is how you fit in. And then here comes this guy who's clearly much richer, like, significant. Like, the, the guy who's the hero of the movie is the guy who's by far the richest guy in this movie. But he's a slob. But he's a slob. Yeah, that's right. I guess he is a slob. Yeah, and and the, and it's their kind of interplay with each other, and, and it's not even class warfare unless it's like rich versus richer. Yeah, the, but no, maybe but you, it's just the mentality, the, yeah. the class more than the anything. fun to be like, yeah. like yeah, like like don't what's the word like don't be a snob. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. snobber. Well, snob. and you yeah. see yeah. it in every scene that yeah. Rodney's in, right? He gets to the pro shop <laughs> and he's kitting everybody up. Get my friend ten hats. Get my friend right. He uh, gets that's like, the worst hat I ever saw. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's the worst hat I've ever seen. <laughs> And then he goes to the dinner at night, right? And he's like, he throws money at the that you know old orchestra yeah, that's yeah. just kind of playing the, the old the living stuff. Dead. Yeah, it's funny how he li- apparently like never flubbed a line. He because it was like him just doing like a bit. Like he's like, I'm doing a comedy bit. So he and he never like one take every single time because he's not acting, right? He is just Ronnie Dangerfield, of course. <laughs> yeah, like there was no character created. But he also <laughs> seemed like, and they did such a good job of. He's, you wanted to sit at Rodney's table, right? Like, like sure. oh, yeah. likable guy. That was the whole point of it, and that's why in the end, when Chevy and Rodney end up teaming up, you know, you say, okay, the cool guys are going yeah. against the bad guys, essentially. Right? We're all gonna get laid at the end. Hey, everybody, we're all gonna get laid. What yeah. a weird closing line for a film. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, is it I've the never... best or the worst? I've never seen this film. Oh my god, I've never seen the film. Laid. I'm sitting there last night. He goes, "Bro, I'm gonna get laid," and then it's like credit roll. I'm like, it's what? like, what's the logic behind? Makes no it? sense, but it's so good. <laughs> what do we do after Rodney says that? Let's have uh, the gopher dance. Yes, <laughs> nailed it. There's not even women around, really. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, just a bunch of young caddies and sort of. But why are they getting laid, though? Why? Why would I don't everyone know. I get mean, laid? Because they won. They're That's rich. the '80s, man. 80 That's the '80s. You you win in the end, and you get laid. Also, <laughs> it only two guys really won, though. Not everyone gets laid. <laughs> they were all with them all the way. <laughs> we saw the way Rodney tipped. It but like, been... even even halfway through, when he's like, "So what? So what let's dance. dance!" And all of a sudden, journey. Any way you want it. That's when I was that watching was the weirdest it, part ever. I, I love that. I love that part. You know what so I kept much. thinking about too? Okay, so they have the tight. He has the radio on the uh, the, yeah. the golf bag. He hits it, and then we the have wide, all of oh. them dancing, and it's tight. And you have the, the older Asian guy, and he's he's bum bumping Wang, with Mr. the girl Wang. caddy. And then you have Rodney dancing, and then they go up to the Ted Knight stuff, and, and, and Bill Murray, I think, is in that scene, or I can't. No, remember. it's just Ted, he's it's, like of all the oh, nerves. Yeah. But all I'm watching in the background, you and me both, yeah. is literally. I'm like, did they make Rodney and all those other actors stand 40 no. feet away and then do the dance? And I'm watching the consistency of the bum bump to see if they're like, you know, really committed to their stuff. And I'm like, did Rodney actually like? It's not. This? I watched on a projector and I would did the same thing. I just watched the Rodney extra. 
It was the, an extra. The dance stunt yeah. double. Yeah. Like, no, we got to shoot. Tech he was much scenes. slimmer. Rodney's he was like, much nah, slimmer. I'm not coming for that. He's checked yeah. out. <laughs> you get your wide. I'm going for lunch. You get your wide. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they didn't even ask him. I wonder if he did, like. He's so. You like, don't need your Rodney. Yeah, just, no, yeah, I don't need Because if they're all little, really small, just dancing in the background. Anyway. The, the female characters we've yet to mention. We haven't oh, talked about I don't Lacey think yet. I'm going to talk about them until the oh, second half. Really? Oh, you don't like them? No. See, I really liked. What was the black uh, better one? terms? No, uh, Lacey, oh, Lacey Underall. Yeah, that's her Lacey name. Lacey Underall. I I liked her. I thought she for what she was. She, yes, she was a sex. I don't object. think it was her their fault, mm-hmm. but I don't. I felt like they were such paper thin. Oh, I didn't think she was she, that. Paper I think thin. she. Well, I, okay, I there think was something to her in the sense that she was in. She was in on it. She's you know in, no, I mean? she's empowered. Yeah. If you notice, okay. everything that she did in that, like, I she wasn't dumb. She was just a sex positive person who wanted to, yeah. like, was she very was open fun. about what she and wanted. And she drove yeah. the action every time. Like, she was like, oh, it might be fun to hook up with Chevy Chase. It might be fun to hook up with this caddy. It's like, if you notice, she kind of put herself in positions where she's like, I'm just going to kind of do what I want. Yeah. If, it always felt like she was empowered a in a way that was ahead of its time. Yeah. That maybe read one way in 1980, but now you're kind of like, oh, she's just kind of acting like one yeah. of the boys in a weird New way. York, big city person. Where like, yeah. I don't care. Whatever happens at this yeah. stupid resort thing. Yeah. I'm going to have my fun. I'm going to have my fun year. my somehow. Yeah. And when Chevy's trying to like seduce her, she's like, let's just cut to the chase. Let's yeah. No fun. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, let's just good. do this. Stop, stop poking me with this like olive uh, toothpick. Right. And let, let's just have sex. Just right. kiss me. Stop this massage. Yeah. And I thought, kiss me, you but fool. she wasn't like some dummy who was tricked that. into having sex. She was just, she wanted it. Yeah. And I she, agree with she you. Felt she felt like a person who would be fun yeah. to be in a relationship with. That's a good with. point where it seemed like, Ch- like, Ch- like Ty kept trying to be the aggressor, like, tr- like, and, but she was the aggressor, like uh, with her, with, with Danny, with, yeah. Yeah, oh, I really thought she Danny. was going to be a bimbo character. She was the aggressor throughout, like with mm-hmm. Danny, right? Like Danny yeah. was kind of timid, and she was just like, depends on. And what you're right. You're, she does push the action. She does, she is the only reason that Danny's story gets anywhere kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay, the uh, sex scene with Danny was okay. When they dissolve, they, it's a very hot sex scene. I don't yes. think anyone's going to argue that. But when the music is when, hilarious, when it goes from her <laughs> chest and it dissolves into Danny's chest seamlessly from from her nipples into his nipple, is that? I don't some, remember that. I that, don't remember. It that is at the all. most amazingly weird edit ever. <laughs> and I was comment like, on the editing. Is this supposed to be funny or is this supposed? I don't to remember just, that. Is this Oh, I wish I had it. I don't queued think up. it's supposed to be funny. I, I think it's supposed to be sexy. Do you know the edit the I'm Kenny talking Long about? Oh, I was I was um, <laughs> I was watching this scene repeatedly. The well, I, I was just so attracted to uh, Danny's breasts all of a sudden because <laughs> they crossfaded on the same time. So they, they they matched it. They, ma- they matched though. their chests, so the right? fade does that do a weird thing. So I no laughed. Do that by accident. Yeah. Okay. But it had to be making fun of like how, how small. Yeah, it was almost was. like a naked. <laughs> no, it had to be making fun of your must be the, the viewer must be staring at her boobs right now. Like, right. wouldn't it be funny if we just now <laughs> now you must be staring yeah. just as hard. Yeah. Or maybe they're trying to mess with teenage boys because they yeah, know what like teenage that. boys were doing for sure. Watching that, that scene doing, and then they're yeah. like, oh jeez, <laughs> oh just Big as they're time. about to explode. Oh, yeah, they yes. tricked me. Yes. You tricked me. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. The old switcheroo. Suckers. Suckers. Yeah, like when you you'd watch a. Porn You're film gay. in the 80s, and, and yeah, you'd be watching the girl, then all of a sudden you'd be about to ejaculate, and then the guy's face, then, then John Holmes' face would be in the TV. No! Like, no! <laughs> oh, but I finished. What does this mean for me? Uh, what does this mean? Yeah. Uh, well, please go back if you're listening. Watch that scene. Oh, they've turned this pause. Yeah, I want to watch it now. now. It's done. We've lost everyone. Yeah, yeah. All right, performances. Let's do it. 
Oh, as a couple other scenes. Uh, we haven't done scenes, so let's, we, we let's get, do performances uh, last. So okay, let's do scenes. best scenes right now. What stood out? I mean, I'll start. Uh, oh, no, Jay, God. you start. You're the guest. Oh, gosh. Jump There's in. So, I mean, I, uh, this is a bit of a cop-out, but there are honestly so many. Like, I could just randomly pick, um, honestly, any scene is in this film. Is there one that you film. feel doesn't get enough love, maybe? Um, that's a good question. I mean, maybe going back to the... Maybe going back to when uh, Rodney goes into that that sort of country club dance kind of atmosphere, and uh, or or even when Ted Knight and Chevy Chase are talking at the beginning of the movie, and you know, and or Ted's talking to Danny Noonan at the beginning of the movie, he's like, uh, you know, what did Ty shoot? You know, like seventy, eighty. He's like, we're like sixty-eight, I think. And then <laughs> immediately Ted Knight kicks his ball onto the fairway. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why don't you prove your lie? Uh, improve your lie a little bit, sir. Yes, yes. Winter rules. <laughs> winter you know, like, rules. I, like, I just because something like that, like winter rules. Is some you have to know golf to get that joke? Mm -hmm. I think, right? Yeah. Could you explain so, winter rules for me who doesn't understand what that? So meant? winter rules on a terrible course, on a course that's not you know landscaped properly, or to be honest, any course on the prairies that I played on, you know, patches of grass, some dirt. So winter rules means you can move your your ball wherever it's landed. Maybe it's in dirt or something that's possible to hit out. You can move it one club length to a better lot. If so, if it's an unfair position, that's right. Okay. Not even unfair. Yeah. Just like kind of like this is impossible to hit right. out of the okay. sand. So here's one club length. You've got one club length anywhere around this ball. You can move it. That's winter rules. Huh. Right. I I figured it was that, but I wanted to confirm yeah. that. Cool. That I thought he was making a statement about his love for the winter. Right. Winter rules. Winter <laughs> rules. <laughs> Summer sucks. All in the delivery. Spring yeah. is okay. Like weird choice by Ted Ball, Knight, take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that, does that scene end with thousand bucks you missed that putt? Would that be oh, that? Oh, yeah. That might so end then, with thousand yeah. bucks. That's right. Yeah. That's hey, right. He gets Of all the nerve. <laughs> <laughs> and then he misses it. <laughs> I owe you nothing. <laughs> That's right. Well, and I... Going, just very quickly, going back to characters, Spalding, his nephew. I wrote down here, Spalding oh is very God. underrated. Like, when he comes off the golf course, he makes him play golf. Mm -hmm. Like, the judge makes him play. He's like, double farts! Yep. You know, he's just double terrible. Farts. And Love then he's it. coming off the course, and he's like, I want a hamburger. I want a hot dog. <laughs> I want a hamburger. No, a cheeseburger. I want a hot dog. I want a milkshake. I want potatoes. You'll chips. get nothing and like it. You'll get nothing and like it. <laughs> You'll get nothing and like <laughs> that is, it. That is, that I wrote that like, it's, the, duck is my most quoted line. You'll get nothing and like it is my second most quoted line from this movie. It's, pro it's probably, you, you'll get nothing and like it. It's probably my favorite Ted Knight oh, line in perfect. the film. So. You'll get nothing and like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect like gif. That you can send to people in no, a text. You'll get nothing. That's good. You'll yeah. get nothing and like it. Yeah. Probably a lot of gifable moments yeah. in this movie. Now that I think about it, I like the nephew character. He was probably the realest yeah, character. I've, great. I, I've, I've met people like that. And kid. it yeah. ends with the the betting on whether he's going to eat the booger. I'm like, this is just such a perfect. Oh shit! Like <laughs> way Thousand to bucks end the character. That's it. it. His character is done in the movie. He eats you, a booger. You know the scene where he's at the dance where he's drinking the the, the, oh, the yeah. ends oh, of the yeah. drinks and then he gets the cigarette butt. I almost vomited on my couch. I couldn't even watch that. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's a bad one. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Mike? Favorite scene? I really liked uh, the uh, the poo floating in the uh, water That's only mine. because of the Jaws parody. And I, I remember thinking, and there's also another scene in this where when Ted Knight's going after uh, Danny for sleeping with Denise, mm -hmm. it's almost like a, a Shining. A uh, little bit. Did it come before yeah. or after the Shining? After. 
But so, yeah, so that's they, good they point. knew what they were doing there. They're like, we're doing a shining thing here, where he's yeah, busting through the door. Well, and Ted Knight's wife, like when in she sh- walks in and, in the shower and Danny's oh. naked, and she's like, oh, she gives the look. <laughs> that was a funny note. I, I was like, I was like, I like they played that the right way because I thought it was that's gonna be like, funny way to play it. yeah. Lopa. It's yeah. funnier if she's like, well, hello, welcome to my bathroom. <laughs> um, uh, and depending on how you feel about the geriatric, maybe hot. Uh, so the um, <laughs> the the scene with the poo in <laughs> the nice water. Thanks. Take another podcast. Furries for Shane and older ladies for me. Uh, so yeah, it, just like the Jaws music, the way it was played out. Um, we talked a bit about this with like Airplane. I just I, I feel like a, a scene like that in 1980, coming off of a movie in 1977 that was like the biggest film of all time, just plays. But also Airplane. There's I feel like there's a million comedies around that time that used the Jaws. Yeah, so it was like a trope. Right? <clears throat> yeah. So, do you, but it was it hack in 1980, which is in my notes. Like, I think it worked. Like you said, you yeah. liked the scene. Yeah. Like I, in, all these years later, and you hadn't seen the movie yet, right? So I think it works. I think it's. I mean, the poo in a poo in a pool. That's, that's why yeah. I wrote. How does it get better than them thinking that Bill Murray eats a piece of shit? It's I just think so that's so funny, funny, right? And she faints when she <laughs> yeah. sees yeah. it, right? She fa- I want this entire pool clean, <laughs> sterilized, and disinfected. Not so bad. <laughs> how does he only find this shit at the very end after the entire pool? The first Shane, thing you see is it. the log. Then Go you pick that. it up. Then you eat it. Here it is. They're already scrubbing <laughs> the sides of the pool. Yeah, it made no Hours sense. Later. I mean, if you had to clean out the pool. This ties in. Uh, yesterday, my daughter was supposed to go to swimming lessons at the the YMCA, and Uh-oh. there was a duty in the pool. No. Uh oh. And uh, no swimming lessons didn't happen. But I thought about the same thing. Like, you take the duty out first. I mean, I don't yeah, know, maybe it's floating. It's a floater, right? It's floating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's no big deal. Just swim around it. Yeah, you're right, Jane. Just swim around I'm it. I'm not saying don't eventually drain the pool and clean it if that's what you want, but get the piece of shit out first. <laughs> <laughs> that's Shane's whole mantra. Yeah. God, he says I know that, I always say this. He says it every, every, every episode. About to say. No matter the movie Seven, you have that line. Just get the shit out first. Um, yeah, I, I just there was something funny about no. the panic around the pool and the slow build that had nothing to do with the poo because it hadn't been seen yet. But because the woman comes, she's like, "Everybody out! All of you caddies, get out of the pool!" And it's kind of it's already emulating the scene, and it's just so funny to me that the poo could be uh, as. And it goes as the shirt. poo was a bit of a reveal for you. What do you mean? Oh, no, I knew it was coming as the fo- as the as the scenes unfolding, and she's going, "Everybody out of the pool!" And they're going to close cuts, and you're yeah. seeing like the, it's kind of claustrophobic in the water. I'm like, "Oh, they're actually <laughs> shooting this!" Like, and then yeah. you'll see the poo kind of floating. They they hit you with the music, but I like the the panic of her like, "No, everybody off the beach!" And people can't hear Roy Schreider when he's doing that, right? Yeah. That's the thing is how frustrating it is. No one's listening to her about getting right. to the pool. Then the poo reveals so it's like itself. A deeper cut Jaws it's, it's parody. I think they went really hard on the parody. There, was, there were layers to that. That's what parody. I'm saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. The other thing is, again, it goes back to the class thing. These caddies, do you see it on the side? Doesn't it say caddy swim three to three fifteen minutes. or yeah. five, five <laughs> minutes? Right? I, I missed that joke. Yeah. Oh, it's like oh, you yeah. see three, it on the yeah. sign. One thirty like to one thirty-five. Yeah, that exactly. was the caddies. <laughs> so they're rushing in there, right, to just get what they can out of it. And again, she's coming in like, get them out of there. This is the old guard. Like, yeah, it's just always goes back. That was back the to wildest pool party ever, though. There was yeah. like a naked woman on somebody's shoulders, like. <laughs> but that's out. the eighties. There was like a three-year-old swimming on a every single pool party in the 80s, Every Shane. movie in the Man, 80s. It's true. That was it. <laughs> this movie kind of is a weird thing, too, where that scene in particular, that whole scene, feels like a teen movie. Like I'm like, I'm in a different movie right now that doesn't star these four older guys that are old. absolutely felt like that's what they meant this yeah, movie like, to be. I know this movie was like... Yeah, like, I'm in Porky's right now. 
Right. You know, yeah, right. and then we go back to this sort of like golf comedy. Well, yeah. it was it's oscillating that, yeah. between the snobs and this like fun snobs. caddy mentality. Right. Well, it was yeah. like the famously like it was like a four and a half hour cut. Like I remember seeing a whole documentary on this. Like a, and they, like they, they cut the movie because they had written it to be like that. That was what it was supposed to be. And then mm-hmm. these four guys. Every day, the part just got bigger and bigger, and they said more and gave them more to do. And so by the time they now end up kind of with like two movies, one that was about like these caddies and one was with these four old dudes, and they just kind of cut most of the caddy stuff out of the movie. Also, weirdest scene, which I think I loved, but I don't know what the fuck it was doing in the film, was the guy golfing the best game of his life in the storm. Oh, the bishop. Oh. It was the like bishop. so like cinematic and I don't it tied know into the good God Lord and his would faith. never ruin the best game. Yeah. Of life. <laughs> and then it ends with him get it's its own little It was vignette. a different and type somehow, of humor than the rest of the film. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. And somehow Bill Murray ca- caddies yeah. for the bishop, right? Yeah. He just show, he's just there and the bishop's like your eminency. Oh. That's right. And then after he gets hit by the the lightning, Bill Murray just drops sort of, the bag. And then the next <laughs> morning he's just fucking dead on the yeah, course I or whatever. Know. I felt like it was. Wait, a... he didn't die though. No, I, no, I know, he but became you a see drunk. That? Right? On the next day, he's laid out on the course, and that's when she shows up. Then she's like, "I'm pregnant," I, I believe. But yeah. anyway, it felt like the, it felt like a lot of work. Felt like they put a lot of effort with the rain and the lightning and special effects for a joke that was like. Mm. Yeah. Do you think it was just shit weather out and they decided to roll on it? Maybe. Because I don't think the, shooting the budget Maybe. couldn't afford That's this possible. big weather scene, I don't think. It's very possible. It does, yeah. But we've talked about that in the naked gut, like the amount of, like a lot, sometimes in comedy movies where if they put way too much work into a scene, like, and it's like uncuttable at that point because we put too much time oh, in it. Yeah. You have to justify yeah. it. They have to justify but it. But you didn't like that joke, the priest. I was fine with it. It was just like it was such a change of pace that it yeah. caught me off guard, and that oh, yeah. surprise made me laugh. See, t- okay, again, that's an interesting. Yeah. Perspective. Like a lot of these comedy movies, it's tough for me. Like I like it's not catching me off guard because I know the scene's coming. Like a yeah, I, I, like yeah. I wasn't again shocked when he was hit by <laughs> lightning. Oh, you know these I mean? puns are just, just coming out of yeah. nowhere. But <laughs> I, I still thought it was funny because it was such a different part. What was your favorite scene? Oh, oh, my favorite scene was I think Chevy Chase explaining his backstory. About how uh, Mitch Cumstein? Yeah, but it was really Mitch Cumstein, yeah. I suppose. It, something about that scene was just very cool to me, and I guess it is a famous scene where he's it's making those, those noises when the yeah. ball's going. The Zen philosopher Basho once wrote A flute with no holes is not a flute, and a donut with no hole is a Danish. He's a funny guy. What are those noises from? The Million Dollar Man. Okay, yeah. The show Million Dollar Man. But yeah, that, that yeah, was my favorite scene. Six Million Dollar Man. That's, that's a different show, The Million Dollar Man. Million Dollar Smaller Man budget. Is, is the, yeah, Ted DiBiase, the, the wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has a price. Everybody's got a price. <laughs> but it, gave, it, it took time. Like it, it was still humorous, but it gave time to explain a little bit of backstory and yeah. showed how amazing he is at golf and Zen-like. Yeah. It, was, it was perfect. You're right. Yeah, and everybody, again, for the next two decades, when they would putt, no, 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 They would do that. Is it yeah. the most annoying? Because I'm not a golfer either. Was that? Did that be, hit a point where? No, it was cool. It was cool. Like, you're it was like, cool oh, yeah, every time. You're a Kadishak fan. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cool, kind of cool. Uh, did you say you uh, favorite scene, Johnny? Pooh in the pool. Pooh, Pooh in the pool. I just again, I, it's so famous and just every like the fact that the fact that it's Bill Murray in the thing but you don't know like it's Bill Murray somehow gets put into the scene like it just like <laughs> yeah, like true. it makes sense so it's this guy doing it to like found it and then he takes a bite she faints perfect this guy eating poo it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> I loved it that needs to be the title of this episode um okay let's move on to best performance this is a tough one right you got four I guess leads I mean Bill Murray forces him way into a lead I want to know what here. Shane thinks first because it feels like Shane's 
I'm getting your vibe about how you feel about this movie so far. So I want to know who you... You guys are influencing me, though. I'm, like, totally caught up in your energy and how much you're loving it. All right. That I'm almost, like, changing my perspective I, I knew on it. I, from, in the first 10 um, minutes, I'm like, uh-oh, I know Shane didn't dig this movie. <laughs> well, it is one of those movies... Like, I don't want to give anything away, but it is one of those movies that I thought got better as it went. Okay. Like, the first scene, which we'll get into shortly, I hated the most. It was, like, just shit filmmaking, I thought. The, with Chevy at the beginning. He means the, the big family. The big family. Scene. Okay. Like, okay. Let's cut that scene right out the movie. Like, we, sure, sure, we sure. can solve that. Yeah, we could just have Danny say he's poor in some exposition. Yeah, yeah I guess yeah. they could have. They wanted to show some backstory, but it was weird, you're right, that they never went back to it. You're right. They never went back to the family. They, sh- uh, well, they probably well, shot I mean, it. You're we'll right. And hiring maybe a hiring a proper sound person for that scene might have helped. Like it, <laughs> right. it was shot. Diff- it looked terrible. But what like, about your favorite? Oh, my favorite scene was favorite performance. Favorite performance. I'm a okay, sucker. Performance. That's right. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, ask sorry, me clean. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> we can edit these, right? Okay. So <laughs> my favorite performance was because I am a sucker for a cool guy. Is Chevy Chase. And I like when I watch The Big Lebowski. I want to be this laid back, no anxiety person, the way Chevy is, because I'm the opposite of that. Right. So I really, uh, when I when I was watching last night, I was like, I want to be Chevy. Tomorrow I'm going to start acting like Chevy right. and be cool. That'll change everything. Yeah. And also, sort of he's fun. in great shape, and he looks awesome in that hat. He does, I started yeah. being like, yeah. he's probably never looked better than he right? in that movie. Like yeah. he pulled, that hat looks awesome. So, so on first him. thing I do, and I do this often, anytime a guy's like really cool, I like look up how old he was when he was shooting. <laughs> how old is he? I'm like, he's 36. I'm 36. I can still be cool like that. Okay. I would never be that famous. Yeah. I always get bummed out when I oh, see yeah, like I, I how successful too. like a 36 year old. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and then I was like, Ted Knight. How old is he? You move it to Ted Knight. Yeah. So you can change like, your target still a bit. time. <laughs> He's only 65. Yeah. Okay. I got time. Um, no, but uh, yeah, Chevy. I mean, it's fun how nice. like, so he's so cool, unflappable, but then the arc of his character, he does start. He f- at he the end, flapped. the pressure gets, gets to yeah, him. Yeah, it does get to him because right? he's a guy who doesn't play against other people. And that I al- I always found, to be honest, a little jarring. That's one yeah. criticism for me of the movie is that why does this happen? The pressure just got to him, but all of a sudden he just forgot how to play golf. Well, like he just he doesn't play against other people. Well, he, yeah. The answer would be he has no pressure in his life ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which so I this is like. The, so he yeah. kind of got himself into the situation where he's like, we actually see what he's like when he actually well, has the pressure. To, and it horrible. seems like it happens too abruptly to to me yeah. though in the actual game itself, the game he's playing yep. against Ted. Yep. You know what I mean? Like because all of a sudden he hurts his hand. And then it just, it just start, he just starts to like spiral. You know what I mean? Yeah, like when sometimes you feel you got something, and once you start spiraling, you can't get out of it. Yeah, yeah. That uh, was such a convincing hand it close was. on the door. <laughs> like, how did they do that? I couldn't stop thinking about that. Like, that I was don't know. done so Chevy's well. Chevy's a slapstick He's a press ball guy, yeah. right? So yeah, maybe he just did it. Best performance, Johnny. <sighs> Best performance. I probably Ronnie Dangerfield, as hmm. in terms of the person who wow. I quote well, respect the most, the yeah. person who every single fucking thing he says makes me laugh and the way he says it like hey smells thousand bucks you missed that putt like the the, the slight everything everything like just one liner one liner one liner and the fact and i said that earlier that someone stepped on a duck that is the most quoted line from any movie any tv show that i say in my life for sure for sure it's just he's just it's it's ridiculous the worst hat i ever saw i could get a free bowl of soup it just it's this energy that I don't think I've seen in a comedy movie before. Mm. Like even when he started to become more of a movie star after this, with the back to school and stuff, he started to get more into the vibe of creating a character. But just having a guy come and just machine gun one liners for that's true. Because you think of back to school, he is actually playing a character and yes. he kind of sticks to it pretty yes, much. He does. You know, he has, he has the Rodney lines. He has in a it. son and he has like things that he wants and needs. That's like this right. guy doesn't want anything. He that's just wants right. to. 
beats smells. Like, it's nothing. And no one else could kind of do those no same one, lines no, and have no them be one. funny. They're, they're kind of lame lines coming out of another mechanism. Yeah. They're like old, it's somehow yeah. like some like old school. Yeah. To speaking of it's Henny Youngman that we Force mentioned belt before. comedy yeah, that kind he of, pulls yeah. off. Who's the, yeah. who's the one from Casino, the insult comic? Who was, yeah, Don Rickles. Oh, Don, Don Rickles. Rickles. Yeah. He is that He was same supposed thing. to be this character. He was really? Ca- it was, he wow. was really? cast before. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was cast before it, so it was sort of written. I mean, as much as that it makes was sense, written. Yeah. That but makes so much sense. It was very Don Rickles. And Rickles probably would have been great. He just would have been a lot meaner, right? Yeah, and he, like, because that would have been, you know, Peak Rickles, like yeah, mm-hmm. no, that would have been. Oh yeah, yeah, that would have been good too. But Rodney, you buy is more of a party animal, I think. And he seems True. nice. Yeah. Like even yeah. when he's like yeah. destroying things, I'm still like, oh, well, he's well, he's a good guy, yeah. right? He's got all the good guys on his side. All the kids like him, right? He's throwing money around. They're partying. They have him dancing. tipped incessantly, which makes you just Any go, "This is a good guy." Was That's immediately right. followed by what's presumably a hundred dollar bill in the yeah. caddy's yeah. pocket. Yeah. It, yeah. it, I wrote, it felt like a comedian doing crowd work. Like every yeah. time he's thought, like it just feels like this isn't written. It feels like he just showed up on set and just started talking. Yeah. And it's great. It was a, it's a great energy. Uh, I'm going to so totally agree with you. I mean, this is one of those movies you could like pick a name out of a hat, and I would right. say that was the best performance. But I'm actually going to say Ted Knight for this reason. Nice. I like it. Ted, yeah, I hope you because go with Murray. his character, <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm also kind of leaving Bill for you, Mike. But <laughs> I, I really think his the movie doesn't work without his character, right? Yep. It just doesn't. Grounds because it. the whole concept is class warfare, essentially, and he is the bad guy. But the fact that he's able to deliver these hilarious lines, you yep. know, like the world needs ditch diggers too and stuff, and it's so funny. It's almost not, not funny immediately, but you start thinking like, oh my God, that was really good. That was a great line. And then at the end, you know, where he's just, you know, he's like, he's like, well... We're waiting, <laughs> you know, <laughs> lines like that, where you're just like, oh, now I really hate this guy. Like, I want them to beat him. It's like he manages to pull off this amazing feat where he's a bad guy, but he's a funny. It's bad a caricature, guy. yet somehow he grounds it in reality. He does, yeah, yeah, and it feels real. It feels like Ted Knight really could be that guy. Yeah, it's the power of real yeah. to pull that. You know, when I off. picture Ted Knight, I picture Judge Smells. That's yeah. exactly. Yeah, it, I wrote. So. It's tough to be the villain while keeping pace comedically with the others, which right. is sort of what you were saying. Like, it, like. It, without him, like he is a foil for Ronnie Ginger, for Ty, for all that, and yet he is still punching out lines and he's still being like silly and stuff. Like he had a line, like he's acting. Yeah, he's, acting. Like he, he's, acting he's the well. one yeah. guy. He's he holds the movie together in a lot of ways. He had a line where he goes, "There's a lot of uh, <laughs> badness in the world today. I see it in court every day. I've sentenced boys younger than you to the gas chamber. Didn't want to do it. Felt I owed it." To them. I owed it to them. <laughs> that's like, that's like, and it's another one. It's like in the moment you're stop for a second, and then like you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? All his best lines are like that. Yeah, you're, you yeah, don't like, get them quite right yeah. away. You know, you'll get nothing in like it. It just like, oh, and then I you're sent like, oh, boys younger good. than you to the gas chamber. <laughs> how he says it, like, <laughs> God. Well, yeah. the scene when he uh, they are getting the new boat, and the, his <laughs> wife is, I dub the. Yeah, the, the wife knocks the mast off. <laughs> And he goes, is anyone going to get any glue? <laughs> I'm just like, that's so stupid. But that's so stupid. Stu- and when he does with the lamp, he's trying yeah. to talk to Danny. Yeah. And for some reason, there's a lamp in the way. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so, so funny. Yeah. God, I want to watch this movie again right now. I know, Sorry. me too. I want to do it. We should host a screening. <laughs> That'd be amazing. We're going to get to the bad stuff, oh. so... Uh, you, you, honestly, for me, it was a split between uh, Ted Knight and Chevy. I'm sorry, not going with uh, with, oh, with Bill. I know I, I ruined it. You didn't I mean, like Bill, actually. People will people yeah I people will listen that. to this podcast and realize neither of us picked Bill Murray as the best performance in Caddyshack, and they'll. Be I think Mike and I don't like Bill. 
Ooh. at all? I'm, in this I think movie. I'm saving him for the second half. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Okay, well, I'll argue wow. with you in the second Let's half. Let's do it. Uh, uh, well, yeah. Let's well, say your thing, because yeah. I know... Oh, nothing. I'll just say that, like, I, I guess it would have... To, I'm not a Chevy Chase guy. I actually pro- probably dislike Chevy Chase in some ways, but I found that as I was watching this film, He's every time his scenes hits. came back on, I was the most engaged yeah. in the sort of the film. That being said, there were way funnier lines in other parts, but I've I found his scenes sort of the most like oh I'm like I'm kind of into what's going on with him and the caddy. I'm into what's going on with him and uh, Lacey. I'm into what's going on with him and Ted Knight. Even him and Bill Murray. It's like he seemed to for me to be sort of like the touchstone point where I'm like I'm the most engaged in this film when it's him interacting with other people because he felt kind of like the most real person. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, yeah. if you were to pick a lead in the film, I think you'd have to pick him. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Even though Danny technically is probably yeah, the lead. The, yeah, he's, he's a, 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 a star, problem. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Danny's really How the dare lead. you? Michael the story's about Danny. It yeah. is. It's Danny's but, arc. But because Chevy was the biggest star in, probably on the planet at the time, if it wasn't Burt Reynolds, it was probably Chevy, then to me, he feels like... The star of the God, film. Is that true? Yeah. Totally. Who was the, it? Was yeah. the biggest Burt Reynolds? Star at the time? I mean, Burt Reynolds movie sure, star in the I world. Burt Reynolds. Yeah. It's more the Chevy. Could, have been, Chevy. could have been the monkey from Every Which Way but Loose, but uh, <laughs> the chimp. Close, close, R.I.P. close. R.I.P. Right. Yeah, right. The non-human primate. Oh, uh, now we feel bad again. All right, let's move on to the second <laughs> half of this film. Yeah, start come on, guys. Your Bill Murray. These are the reasons to knock it off the pedestal. Case for keeping it on. What is aged badly? What was bad even then? What are its flaws? Guys, let's start. Hit me with this Bill Murray slander. Listen, he was fine. It was just he made a choice, and all I've been hearing for like three decades is how like it's one of his all-time funniest performances, and it's like Bill Murray steals the film and all this stuff. And and I'm watching it, and it's like he's doing the side talking out of the mouth. And now you know when you talk about the Cinderella story, that 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 copy's amazing. The dialogue's great. I'm I'm engaging him there. He's kind of whimsical like a child. He's hitting the the, the flowers with the rake or whatever. And I like the scene. He kind of knows what he's not doing. It's right. The first time we see him, he's kind of like pumping the, oh, that's the golf amazing. ball, and he's into the girl when in he's the green. The, <laughs> I don't he's like. He's that, looking at the yeah. elderly ladies in their skirts. He's <laughs> like, "You're a tramp." Oh, that was a good one. Oh, that was right where you wanted it. Oh, Mrs. Crane, you're a little monkey woman. You know that. You're a little monkey woman. You're lean. You're mean, and you're not too far between either, I bet, are you? Huh? Isn't that a fun choice, though? That, that, has so an, funny. that hasn't aged well. I'm no, it was you, too gross for it me. It doesn't play in really? 2020. Yeah. Wow, you guys are super sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> Holy I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm not even, though. That's the yeah, thing. No. I'm not. Are you, though? Do you think <laughs> I am? I know that was triggered. So ultimately, I don't think it's like a disaster for or anything like that, but when people talk about this performance, they're like, Bill Murray and Caddyshack, Bill Murray and Caddyshack. I'm watching, I'm going, it's fine. It's a choice. Is it, has, has, Future performances of Bill Murray, now that you know he's capable of like a Ghostbusters, a Groundhog Day, like, I don't know if this is his best performance. Does, does the fact that you know him now that I think he's Bill clearly Murray's putting amazing. on like a character inside yeah. of the mouth yeah. and being like, is that character just bugging you? Is that no, I bugged think he, me? Yeah, he's yeah. making like an actory really? choice. Wow. I mean, I wonder if it's a generational thing because I'm the same age as this guy. Yeah. Don't get sensitive. Wow, wow. Okay. Who's sensitive okay. at this table? Because <laughs> to me, 100%, it's one of his best performances sure. i love what he did with the character i love when he's talking to the the groundskeeper at the beginning you know he's, and the groundskeeper's like the golfers we gotta get the golfers he's like well, <laughs> pardon me sarah but if we kill all the golfers yeah there's not gonna be anyone that <laughs> like that kind of stuff to me is small minor character development you're seeing what an imbecile this guy truly is but at the same time the dialogue back and forth the dialogue with chevy um everything i i just think I just think the character is amazing, personally. And the fact that you have these four, again, we always go back to these four guys, right? Chevy's the cool one. Ted's the heel. 
Rodney's the wacky comic relief. And then you have this weird underlying thing. Mm-hmm. It's a weirdness underneath, right, with, with Bill. Yeah, he's trying to bizarre. blow up a gopher. He's, he's, he's doing all these things. blow up the golf course, yeah, right? Yeah. He's going to blow up the golf course eventually. And where did this – why is he this way? Where did he come from? What, you know, why is he here? I, I was always fascinated by it. But I could – I guess I could see – like, I was thinking Sandler. I, um, I'm not much of a Sandler fan movie-wise. I think his stand-up's amazing, but I find his movies are not funny in my opinion. You did not opinion. like Happy Gilmore. I think, I think Happy Gilmore was his best movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the Water Boy? Like, yeah. you talk about yeah. a character oh, that I, comes up. Shana yeah. said this in the Little Nicky. Well, he does Hor- a voice. Or he does mm-hmm. Little Nicky where he does voice. To me, no. unwatchable. Not I, I likened it to, uh, I was just going to say that, actually. In Water Boy, I do not like Adam Sandler's character, and I did not like Bill Murray's character. I like them right. when they're, like... To me, quintessential Bill Murray is Ghostbusters Bill. Right. His real personality is kind of coming out, and he just happens to be in a film. Right. This, this I don't. I just want real Bill. The Napoleon Dynamite comp is interesting because it is because now that you, I guess it is like none, none of the other three guys are putting on like the voice and the side of the mouth and the slur like that's yeah part he's putting of the joke on. and if it's you're not fascinating. Like I, if I you're not it. into it, yeah, you're yeah. not gonna yeah. like the because I like cool guy characters and I consider Bill Murray a very cool. Guy in most of his films, I, I, yeah. Like I'm I like melancholy either. Bill, and I like more energetic. Like what is it? What about Bob Bell? Ghostbusters. But Bill. I yeah. would say <laughs> Scrooge Bill. And I'm as I don't, much I don't like Scrooge. Nope. But I'm I'm as much of a Bill Murray fan as any human on on the planet. But my counter argument to that would be, the Bill Murray, the sort of disaffected cool guy in <clears throat> Ghostbusters, is the disaffected cool guy in Stripes. Is the disaffected uh-huh. guy, the same right? character. So kinda, oh, yeah. He's kind of like Chevy that way. He's so cool. You can get away with repeating that over and over. Right. Yep. This is, to me, a little more interesting because he's doing something different. Unhinged Vietnam vet <laughs> right. guy who doesn't know what to do. Yeah. That, that's the, the fact that it was, it seemingly is like sort of a weird choice that's out of nowhere. But there is. I respect his talent and his choice. I just didn't enjoy <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I get it. Work I, get it. I get it. I get it. Can we all agree that Danny stunk, though? That's my. I. Oh, Michael O'Keefe is an actor. Just the character of Danny Nunes and Michael O'Keefe, and I just... Married to Bonnie Raitt, formerly of Roseanne. Really? That's right. That's right. So he's an interesting, because he's still acting, he's still out there, but there's always this story about Michael O'Keefe, like, I think the concept was, okay, this is a young actor, and he's going to turn into something bigger, and it just didn't happen for him, like, on a star level. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So you kind of look back at this movie like, wow, there was these four big stars in it. And this young guy was sort of the, the kind of lead. Amazing yes. opportunity the for him. As a young great actor. opportunity. He was the lead. This is right. his story. This is about this kid who wants to get a scholarship. And like the, like the as far as what pulls you from A to B to C to D all the way to the end, it is right. Danny's story. And I think that's the biggest failing of this movie, which is I could not fucking care less if I'm Danny wins or loses. I'm glad, though, he's so unremarkable because yeah, it, it lets it, the spotlights shine I agree. Fair enough. Yeah. I think that's why that's the movie... true. He's like the Ethan Ambrose I think or they Embryo. accidentally yeah. made a classic. Uh, not like I think they were trying to make a caddy movie, and then they accidentally made this classic with these four like side characters who they just allowed to have a lot more space in the movie, which I wish a lot more filmmakers would do. Just be like, well, let's... Trash that, right? And make this because this is much better. And they were able to do that because probably they didn't have a ton of studio execs over their shoulder. Oh, they yeah. were just shooting and shooting and shooting. Jay, did you? You said you, you grew up and you you were around golf growing up. Did you relate to the caddy part of the story, like all of them? No, because I mean that was a whole other. You know, the concept of caddies in Canadian uh, golf clubs of in course. 1980. I mean, I'm sure there were, there were caddies in big prestigious clubs around Toronto. 
uh, on the prairies, uh, there were a lot of sand greens, put it that way. <laughs> a lot of the greens were actual sand. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, that, I didn't, I didn't relate to it so much in that way, but golf, you know, as a sport itself, I was just getting to it even at that age. My parents were massively into it and still are. So just the world of golf as a movie, and again, making golf cool somehow, as cool as you can make it. Because again, it was the most, the least cool sport on the planet mm-hmm. at the time. And the Murray brothers, I think, were into it, right? They yeah. were sports guys, and they loved to golf. They loved baseball. So I think they really wanted to they, – they loved that dichotomy, you know, the concept of this is a class sport, but we're into it. Why does it have to just be for them? Why can't it be for us? So I think that it's just so appealing, one of the reasons As it works. As a golf guy, does it matter to you that it seems like everyone kind of sucked at playing golf in this movie? Well, <laughs> like no one seemed like they're actually any actual Well, except good for at Chevy, it. right? At the, was he good che- at it? Chevy like, was like, well, yeah, because remember when Danny's like. St- I just mean, I mean, I mean in the actual. Yeah, I heard Chevy was terrible in real life. I don't, you don't see him swing that much, right? You don't see Chevy don't see swing it, that yeah. much. O'Keefe looked like he had a decent swing. I O'Keefe, heard they I, had in a. Fact, uh, O'Keefe okay. was apparently a very good golfer, and that's probably one of the reasons yeah. they cast him. Because O'Keefe did have a good That makes swing. sense. Because when I watch, because I'm basketball, so basketball movies. When I watch someone, I watch a basketball movie, and I see someone who can't do a proper yeah, level. Michael like, J. I'm Fox out of the movie. Teen Wolf. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio in Basketball, basketball Diaries. I yeah. actually don't think, uh, I think it worked really well, actually, John, because it's actually the way golf really is. You know, oh, okay. 80% of golfers are average, right? There you go. Average at best. There's a 10% that are killer good, so there's that's represented by Ty. Because you hear Danny Noonan when Ted Knight's trying to fish how good Ty is as a golfer out of Danny. And he's like, what did you do, 70, 80? He's like, oh, more like 68, I think. That's when he improves his lie, right? So right. he knows, okay, this is what I'm going. I'm gunning for him. Mm-hmm. He's the best guy at the club. You can tell that Judge Smales is pretty good. And then you have the old couple, yep. right? But, uh, <laughs> they want to hang out on a... And, yeah. <laughs> they, they barely funny. know where they're aiming at, right? <laughs> right here, Mr. Vanderkamp or Mr. Haverkamp or whatever. You're going to turn this way. The hole's over there, Mr. Haverkamp. That's also golf. That's also people just yep. want to get out and golf. So yeah, I actually think it was represented pretty well. What else, guys? What else was not... What weren't we feeling? Did you have any negatives, Jay? I mean, you, you, you this is a beloved I'm film I'm curious about that myself. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny you bring up... It's such a beloved movie for me, beloved movie for me, that I don't... Uh, there's nothing that stands out. But as you guys bring up things like... <laughs> Like the bishop scene, which again to me is like the scene I quote all the time and think right. is classic. Then I hear you guys talking about, it, I'm like, yeah, that was kind of thrown in there, like, yeah. like randomly. Like, was I laughing or was I just like kind of <laughs> nodding or along was it just with it? Like, weird, yeah. you know, it was just strange. Or, um, or again, the scene at the beginning where they, there's chaos in the family, and mm-hmm. it's almost more confusing that opening scene, right? Yeah. You're like, are these all the kids of the house? Are the kids from other neighborhoods? Other neighborhood kids? Are they in this house? And this is the way, the tone we want to start this movie off on. Ah, I saw that. That's about ten bucks and change. I had a couple of burgers and some cokes for lunch. How many cokes? Four or five. What are you, a diabetic? I don't know. Wait, you're not leaving this house till we settle the college thing. I think the idea. Was was good. The the concept that this is a taxed family. There's not much money around. There's you no money a, for college, right? There's too just many. Just play kids. the music though, and just have him going through the house, and you kind of see I, it. I it's, agree. There's, yeah. there's riding his bike, you know. Yeah, it was. The, I think the main thing is is that I get what they're going for, and like you said, but it's very poorly. It was very poorly done. Yeah. It looked like crap, and 
they did nothing to set ever. I can't. I, I wrote up to. I'm, I, I was like timing it. I'm like, well, it's one hour and twelve minutes into this movie, and I still hate Danny. It is one hour and twenty two <laughs> minutes into this movie, and he's still a worm. Like he's this worm who like sucks up to this shithead for his scholarship. I'm like, why am I supposed to like this guy? Or care? I've always thought about being a golf club. <laughs> so and then it and gets, everybody's on to him a little bit too. And then it all gets yeah, to the this Lacey character gol- keeps calling him out. It gets to this final golf game, which. I guess if you don't care that Danny wins or not, it's sort of like like I don't know what the stakes are at the end of this movie. Like, do we care if they win this match or? I think Ted Knight would lose the golf course, wouldn't he? If no, he owed the eighty k. Just owed a bunch of money to to. Exactly, the, the developer. Yeah. And then and then that way, Danny was going to get his money to go yeah. to college, yeah. and, and that's what matters. And that's what matters. So I think you know again. I, I, I'm, I'm talking about the 80s like everything should be excused because it's the <laughs> 80s. But to me, in their minds, and I think in the minds of any moviegoer at the time, that was enough. You just wanted Danny to win, right? I guess. You wanted Danny to win the game, and the way he wins it is so absurd, but it's still a victory, right? You know? It's less than I wanted Danny to win. I just wanted Ted Knight to lose. And it's Fair like enough. a good yeah. testament to, to Ted Knight in his uh, villain character. A scene that I really didn't enjoy was when Danny's working at the uh, the shop that sells the cokes and the <laughs> chips or whatever. Yep. And it's like, yep. why why does the guy want to fight him just because he's trying to do his job that the cokes are quarter more? He's like, all right, outside, buddy, I'm gonna kick your ass. It's like, no, be mad at Ted Knight for raising the price, not Danny for doing yeah. his job. But there's a, they're creating that sort of tension between those two characters that exists through the whole movie, and then of course at the end when mm-hmm. Danny's going for his putt and they pan around to everybody like, you got this, you got this. even that character, he's that, won him over. He's like, oh. he's won him over at that point. He's like, yeah, you're one of us. I know no, they have to create it, but it's, it's still, a lot of t- it's not that funny. It doesn't make it much sense. It, the scene itself, you're right. It's, it, you can do that another way in a more organic yeah right and, and it's like as soon as they went out to fight everyone just like a million people came out to crowd around it yeah. and it wasn't like surreal in a fun gopher way it was just unrealistic in a pointless this yeah. is kind of stupid for way. a movie that's called Caddyshack the only scene that really takes place in a Caddyshack just kind of sucked mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I mean yeah. Yeah. I thought that I, it's just like the, the cat like the caddies the caddy story doesn't I don't know that Denunzio guy clearly was supposed to be like a villain in the movie. Oh, but the Brian Doyle Murray's character, no, the no, head the, character, the kid. Brian Doyle Murray was great. Yeah. I thought yeah. he was. I thought he I did loved a him. lot yeah. with a, with a little, a very small. Even part. at the end, where he's like just staring at the ball, absolutely and all this chaos, and he's just like sitting there staring at it. Also, yeah. but by the side of the pool, when I'm like, it does go to a teen movie. Like he's got the the, the glasses on. Like he looks cool as shit. How come the it didn't Denunzio. work out for Brian that Doyle? Actor? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, not Brian Doyle Murray. No, the kid, the, the, the little kid, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, he was, he was the cool guy, I guess. I mean, he wasn't, he, was, to do. he wasn't. And remember, he t- <laughs> like when he was in the when they had the caddy tournament, and he takes a shot. He's got the yeah. cigarette, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like so, so eighties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny, what do you got that you don't like? Uh, I did. I we haven't talked about this Irish Maggie character very Weird much character. because she's a very, st- I don't know if I disliked her. It was just, I felt like the movie did her a big disservice, like cast wrong. The Murray's knew an Irish girl that worked at the, okay. the golf Why was she Is that really wrong? what it was? Yeah. Well, what yeah. is this? Oh, so was, so, so they wrote it based on her. That, that was like, that's like one of those okay. things you put in with love. Just you a know, strange choice that didn't feel like, like the, yeah. didn't give her much to do. I, I said, poor, poor Maggie. Like they gave her nothing to do. Like this I agree. Thing. Yeah, it was kind of pointless. Yeah. I mean, but again, it's another one of those, he's kind of a scoundrel. He's maybe got her pregnant. Is he with her? Is he not with her? There was a lot of time spent He just came off the thing with Lacey where he clearly cheats on his girlfriend. He clearly cheated on her. He's not really committed to her. 
cheating on him too. I don't think they were yeah. together. I think they were just like me. Me too. Cats. Hey man, that's life at the Caddyshack. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> there are no rules. <laughs> but that's a fair criticism. That was a, a character that was definitely. I, I guess it was like a lame attempt to give the movie a heart and soul. Yeah, I think so. For sure. Sure. Yeah, but it was, a, and there was something that always bugged me. That when that Denunzio guy is like jumping up, it's like he's on a trampoline, like jumping up oh, into yeah, the window to look at them. Oh, yeah, but right. then, it, but then it cuts to the outside, and his he's at head level with the window. <laughs> so it was like right. a very strange cut, where I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. like he's clearly on a trampoline, but he can just look inside. I don't know if it was meant to be a joke or if it was just bad mm-hmm. or. Well, if we're gonna get nitpicky, and sure. I know this shouldn't annoy me as get much into as it, it did. The fart noise that Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> had when he did the fart. Really? That was a terrible fart. Yeah. Noise. Like, I, actually, like, I know they didn't have the internet and like fair, unlimited resources, but you that's not on a major motion picture, you can get a better, funnier fart noise. I but I would argue that was what made it so funny. Well, it's Rodney and it's an exaggerated fart. I went to go watch the trailer and I like an exaggerated fart. It just has to be the right tone. They changed the fart noise in the trailer. Was it better in the trailer? Way better in the trailer. Okay, so the, some marketing person was like, no, 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 come on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like the fart in the trailer is real, but it's just, it made me chuckle. Whereas I wanted to have there's a good something laugh. About, I think it we've is. talked about, there's something about the how much a fart needs to sound muffled, and the like when it's low volume and oh, yeah. when it's muffled, that's when it's, it's funniest, I, right? I am imagining that sound now, and it's making me laugh. Because like, it's, so, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's, yeah, it is. And, and Shane's right. Like It is wrong on so many levels. But to me, that's what makes it work. And the fact that he also does the, like, he's in the middle of a joke and then does the ass cheek lift yeah. for the fart. <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't just fart. He's just like, does mm. <laughs> so the kind of half body <laughs> turn, ass cheek lift, and then. <laughs> and, and the joke is it sounds like a duck, right? That's the thing. I guess. Like, like farts sound like a duck yeah. quacking, but not but even I, really. I do think that's why they fought for that one in the film, because it made more sense oh, to sound like a duck. So that's overthinking it? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think in the trailer there was no bit. duck context. No, I no, swear. No, I think they over. I think yes. you're right that they overthought which yeah. one to pick because they like instead of picking the funniest fart. I do. I do. I don't know. No part of me remembers the fart itself being funny. Just the line after, and it, the fart could have been funnier. That's I'll agree. I, yeah, I, I, I'll concede that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and the ending we're saying it was good. It was great. I can't really? I think the ending like was was pretty amazing because <laughs> think of it, it's. So dumb. No, there's mm-hmm. no argument there. But the fact that it actually brings all the plot lines together, the concept of Bill having to get the golfers, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking about the, la- the laid line, I think you mean, right? The no. l- I'm talking about the, the last. Oh, the very last line. You're not talking about just the putt? Just 10 seconds. Oh, the, la- oh, the very gotcha. last line. Are they meant the oh, climax okay. and the explosions and all that? I think you're talking about like the putt falling and not falling, and then the explosions make the ball fall into the hole. No, I thought all that was great. Oh, okay. it, it connected okay. the gopher and okay. made yeah. Bill Murray's yeah. character make sense and the gopher make sense. Just but we're all just getting laid. Just, you just, just have a nonsensical, the, the laid like, line. all right, we're all getting laid. And but it's that's like, such great okay. nonsense. Now, you know what that is? I agree. I that's think Rodney that's... going, let's do this. Right. He gives one line and then he fucks that off. That was a legit <laughs> question. <laughs> I think Probably. if they tried to give it more heart, it would have been <laughs> That's cheap. even funnier if yeah. that was true. Look, 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 Rodney, can you just do what's on the script? I got to go. You know what I mean? Can we do it a couple other takes? It's like, you got what you got. I do think that even though that last, if we're talking about the ending ending, that the last like 15 minutes, I felt like there was like a lot less jokes felt like we're very into this golf game and the and the mechanics of who's gonna win who's gonna i'm like yeah kind of get like it got tense i'm not it's tense but i'm not i'm like for a movie that i remember like i've never stopped laughing this whole movie it's like i'm not laughing as much i kind of wish that they didn't 
lean into like the the mechanics of this specific golf game and show. I like was golf. ready for a little bit of a break though from the Maybe. jokes. I, I, I guess as I'm saying out loud, yeah. I'm like yeah, but then like it then, wasn't a long film, so yeah, that's true. It, I mean it. You know, in hindsight, it works, but I actually I think I agree with you, John. Like, like I like the tone of it throughout, and then it kind of I think that's what I meant with with Chevy. It's just it's so jarring to me in the end that Chevy almost becomes this other person. Yeah, uh, so yeah, instantly, you, that up. Yeah. you know, and um, and I like seeing him be cool. I, guess. I like seeing him be yeah. cool too. I didn't like. It. I remember even Maybe as a kid, a part even of as it. a kid, I didn't like. That Chevy kind of fell apart at the end, yeah. right? Like you don't like to see. And the he never cool really guy gets a apart. redemption. Yeah, not right. really. He doesn't like come yeah. out and be like, "It turns out this is why I'm awesome," right? Or one great shot, or one great chip, or something. I mean, you see him kind of off in the distance, which is right. kind of whatever. But and this is just a question I meant to ask, ask earlier. But the Baby Ruth chocolate bar, uh-huh. in terms of getting that in the film, does Baby Ruth want that in the film? That's a great question. Or does that hurt their chocolate bar? Sales? I got to imagine they just picked the nuttiest looking. Because it looks poops. It looks like a right, poop. but I wonder if Baby Ruth fights for that or. No, that's a good question. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, for sure, yeah. right? I Nowadays, don't know, but it has a negative connotation. People are going to yeah, always associate your saying. product with yeah, shit. Yeah, but people yeah. are saying baby, there's a Baby Ruth and and Bill Murray's eating it and saying it's good. Yeah, but eating know. it in the least appealing way. I wanted to vomit. Yeah, eating it because it looks like a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Let's do it. It is that time. Can where I we say have one thing? I know. I know you're quickly. hurting for time. Just real quick. The Lacey Underall thing, I don't feel it ages very well with the Chevy Chase scene. I do feel like that's the one scene where Chevy comes off as being real lecherous and weird. He doesn't seem that lecherous to me. He's being charming. With the oil and the... He's giving her a massage. She agreed to the massage consensually. Nothing's wrong with that. I'm with with Shane. I'm with Shane. I feel like like it goes back to what we were saying about her being maybe one of the best characters because everything is her choice, right. right? She drives everything. Okay. I mean, there's an age difference thing there, but it's actually now that you know he's 36, it's not that. It's probably not that no. bad. No, I, I just it's more just his attitude. But anyway, right. we can move on. Okay, guys, it's that time. Let's do it. Does this film stay on or get knocked off the pedestal? Maybe we'll go around the table. Well, like we this. should start with the least Great interesting call. answer. So we'll go this way, <laughs> <laughs> only because we know you love it. Yeah, Let, let's start with Jay. Uh, it's true. Mine is going to be the least interesting answer. If you took this off any pedestal, you might as well stop watching comedies for the rest Ooh. of your life. <laughs> Strong because, like that. Because it is an absolute classic that, as John pointed out, does hold up amazingly, mm-hmm. considering it's about class differences and things that probably shouldn't hold up 40, yeah. year, 40 years ago. 40 this years. Came out. Still, but it feels It fresh. doesn't feel old. It doesn't feel... It, to me, it doesn't... It feels like it's not old or hasn't aged poorly. It feels it feels actually quite relevant uh, today. So, and then just aside from that, it's just fucking hilarious mm-hmm. to me. The movie you're laughing multiple times in this movie. The four main performers are so good in in each of their own way. Um, little side characters like Spalding, like Lacey Underall, to me are great. Um, are there minor flaws with the movie? Of course, there's minor flaws with every movie, but. I absolutely would keep this on the pedestal and the least surprising answer in the history of this podcast. Johnny. Me next. Uh, I would say on the pedestal. Agreed. It's so funny. It's hard. I'm hard pressed to even think of another movie that has like four comedy leads where all four comedy leads are almost equally funny but in very very different ways like it's not like there's one guy who's like well this guy's zach alifanakis and hangover and he's funny but there's other guys doing stuff they're all doing their own thing and they're like crushing it in their own like kind maybe of three amigos would be the closest but that's just three 
Yeah. yeah. Um, but but yeah. they're still that's but, a good analogy. But the three guys are still oh, and Guapo's three amigos funny, doing kind. They're all and they oh, were really? all together. Okay. They yeah. were more together. Yeah. Much yeah. They're all yeah. still doing the same thing. They're all doing the same bit and three. Like these are four guys doing four different bits, and they all are just sort of like swirling around each other. Anyways, and, and it's and it feels so original. It does still very fresh. Feels very fresh. And yeah, on the pedestal. I love it. So funny. Can't believe how funny I still find this fucking I know. movie. I Ridiculous. still laugh at it. Stupidest movie. But listen, I will say, <laughs> listening to the, you know, I like hearing a perspective from someone else who didn't watch it a hundred yeah. times over the last four decades. Like, so yeah, here's here's that perspective. Okay, so I came into this wanting to take it off the pedestal, no. and I will admit, I watched this in two parts. The the first part at home when I was a little bit sleepy, not in the best mood, <laughs> and then the second part this morning uh, bus. after full sleep. No, not in the bus, Ooh. just uh, before Jay got here, actually, and I thought it was uh, for my boss. We're recording Manny. this at 6 p.m. after work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I end up listening to you guys, and you guys make all these valid points, and you're enjoying it so much. It it did, and everything you said made me laugh. I wasn't like, no, I disagree. I was agreeing with everything you said. So I do think it is on the pedestal. It was one of those movies that got better and better as it went. I also really noticed, like, Happy Gilmore is one of my favorite movies. The similarities between the two, like Joe Flaherty oh, yeah. in this was obviously inspired by yeah. Rodney Dangerfield. That's true. Uh, there's hmm. the, um, what's his name? Uh, Kevin Nealon was Chevy Chase's character, the Zen golf yeah. pro. So there's so many elements and and how the uh, like the gopher explosion was when that big fucking thing falls over in Happy Gilmore. Anyway, I'm saying it's on the pedestal. Over to you, Mike. I think that uh, I think this movie is definitely funny. It's and it's hard to nitpick, you know, a film from 40 years ago that is, you know, it's a screwball comedy, and you can't hold like a lot of logic standard to films that are just supposed to make you laugh. They appeal to something that's like base, you know, that is very just kind of like, is it funny or is it not? And you know it when you see it. I think this film has a lot of that. I was in this film is very bizarre and weirdly put together and stretches oh, yeah. of it don't necessarily work. <laughs> and we're seeing four different movies at times and then it's a teen comedy and then it's these four guys. Uh, and some of the jokes don't don't work, I think, now. And, and I don't have the same relationship with it as you guys where you're anticipating a line and you have this sort of institutional love for the characters, like the Bill Murray character, say. So if I were to like, if someone were to come to me like, what's like one of the funniest movies I could ever watch? Like what is like an all-timer? I'd be like, listen, Caddyshack is like, a screwball comedy. It's got its charms. I laughed out loud a few times. Uh, I enjoyed it. But I do not think that this movie stays on the pedestal. All right, I, I love how someone comes to you asking for the best comedy movie, and you give them Caddyshack that, that is, is not, not out of, of nowhere. Uh, Mike, could you just tell me what is the best comedy? No, no, no. Well, well, let's, think about let's Caddyshack. Three Amigos. I've got, not my favorite. I've got a couple more I dislike, and then we'll get to something I'd recommend. Uh, cross, All right. And, crossfades. <laughs> And now we're closing the book. Wait. Oh, wait, shit. <laughs> wait. Yeah, Jay, up. thank you for coming on. Oh, it, was oh, the best. it was fun, guys. You thank guys know where so to find Jay on, right? He's the man. We really appreciate it, man. Thank, thank you for you bringing so this film, much. too. I'm glad I saw this film. I, I really did enjoy yeah. this film. Well, boys, I guess that's closing the book on that one. That was not a bad book close. That was pretty sure. good. For you, that's pretty good.